Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications Connect to more. Cutie after cutie, it's just the same old song. It's the same old song, y'all. It's just the same old song. A bittersweet welcome in one of my favorite songs, one of my favorite rap groups, and the rap group that brought Tupac Shakur to the masses. We'll get into that in just a half a second. But welcome into Nuanas now. Happy Friday, everybody. I'm Coulter Nuanas, broadcasting to you live, 1029 ESPN Missoula. Maybe you're watching in statewide television, SWX Montana TV. Tomorrow, spring football finally wraps up. So if you want to get one last dose, Bobcats play 1 o'clock p.m. Bobcat Stadium, Sunny Hall and Classic. It will be live right here on SWX. So look forward to that broadcast. I'm making my way to Bozeman right after the show. Can't tell you how excited I am to drive into the Montana sunset. This is when it really gets good. When you leave at 6, you can be pulling into town right at dusk. The next couple months, great time to live in Montana. That's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about sports around the state of Montana like we do each and every day, 4 to 6 p.m. right here on ESPN Missoula. You want to listen live anywhere besides the radio or the television, just Go to 1029ESPN.com, click on the Listen Live tab, and there you'll find the stream. Want to give us a call, shoot us a text, you can as well, 406-361-3688. That's 361-3688. All guests join us via the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. It's Friday, so that means we're going to make this a more regular thing. My good buddy, Regime Seabrook, in the house. What's up, my man? It's Friday. It's gorgeous outside. I'm alive. You're alive. 
doing sports radio. I'm cool, brother. I'm, you? I'm glad to know you are alive. We're going to talk about Regine's scare here a little bit because this is this is ridiculous. This is living in Montana in a nutshell. But first and foremost, it is a Friday. Regime needed a little comfort drink in his life, so he got himself a little Italian soda. Wanted to you know maybe relive no the childhood a little bit. Were you an Italian soda guy growing up? Yeah, big time Italian soda guy, and uh, I, I loved egg cream. Uh, I grew up being allergic to chocolate, so I didn't get to drink a lot of the same drinks. Interesting. Kids, uh, drank so. Seltzer water and a little sugar and some ice. That's that's what this old boy was rocking back in the day. So Ford's Coffee Company has smoothies, Italian sodas, and of course, awesome coffee. I'm having a little triple shot iced Americano for my Friday. Fuel me up for my drive across the Continental Divide to Bozeman. No matter where you're at in Missoula, no matter where you're at in the state of Montana, there's a Florence Coffee Company near you. It's a Friday. You can stay up late. Go get yourself some Florence Coffee Company right now. Probably one right next to you. All right, we got to talk about this, dude. Let's do it. First and foremost, we intro with Digital Underground because what, who's the main MC's name? Hank Shockley. Hank G. Hank G. Passed away. Uh, only 57, right? Yeah, really young and unexpected. So for those too young or too uh, not hip uh, to not know who Digital Underground is, they're a great uh, hip-hop group in the late 1980s, early 1990s. That song that we played in, probably their second most famous song. The Humpty Dance, probably their most famous song. Absolutely. And uh, but that song that we played in, all uh, I guess same song is what it's called, but all around the world, same song. The debut of Tupac Shakur, I believe. I think that was his first time laying down a track. Yeah, Tupac Shakur, and uh, also gave us Skilo as well. Oh wow! Yeah, you, Skilo, not Silo. Skilo, not Silo. Wish I was a little bit taller. Wish I was a baller. <laughs> See, this is why I love having you on, man, because. You know, no offense to any of my other great co-hosts. They have a wealth of sports knowledge, but they do not know the hip-hop game like you do, man. Oh, I grew up with it. Well, of course you did. I can't wait. We got this playlist curated for you today. So Ooh. we're going to have a lot of a lot of different hip-hop conversations to come I like that. I like uh, that. in and out of the break. Let's look at what we got in the show with Regime today. We're going to keep it pretty broad because that's what he and I like to do. You know, not necessarily your in-depth analysis of specific current events, more broad and meandering conversations about the wide world of sports. <laughs> We're going to get started with a fun conversation about the greatest villains in sports and maybe the concept of what happened to the villain in sports because I do think there's a lot of guys right now that are villainized, but they're maybe personality or role or whatever. Maybe it's not that's not how it's supposed to be. There used to be guys that were villains that wanted to be villains. So we'll get into that a little bit. Uh, Renee Nazelwood from uh, VRX Fitness is going to, VTRX, excuse me, Fitness is going to swing by. This is someone that Regime has known for a long time, somebody that's been impactful in the sports and fitness communities uh, in Missoula and now owning a gym too so uh, an interesting fold just because uh, I think that this is a pretty hard time to open up a gym but also I mean you've been getting your fitness on it's kind of the key to surviving this quarantine right making sure you're staying active you got to stay active in this world man it's it's uh if you're forced to stay inside, you, you get what's called cabin fever. It's one thing when you make the choice to not want to go outside, but when you're told that you can't do things, all of a sudden the restrictions uh, give you a different kind of perspective. But uh, yeah, you got to stay active and keep the, keep keep the body active to keep the mind calm. I also got to admit that I've been slacking here on Nuanez now. I uh, we Each week we do the Student of the Week presented by Mattress Firm. And I haven't done one in about five weeks. I got really caught up when I was on the road in Boise and Indianapolis. It was just not really, uh, it, it was really hard being in a different time zone to schedule interviews with kids that are playing uh, high school sports. So no excuses on my end, but we're catching up with our student of the weeks. So uh, 
Faith Monbusan from Helena High. She's going to be our student of the week this week. But we are going to continue to catch these up. This is actually the last one we're going to name from Mattress Firm. But we have six more to carry through the end of spring sports that we'll do interviews on as well. So we'll catch up with all that uh, and all those awesome young people, starting with Faith this afternoon. Second hour, we're going to talk about the potential fracturing of college sports, the the mm. potential fracturing of the Power Five away from the Group of Five. I think there's a lot of indicators that it's already happened. What would that do to other sports? Uh, on one hand, I think that there's so much revenue that comes with football and men's basketball that uh, any sort of autonomy or separation might cause for the erosion of some other sports, like so particularly women's sports or maybe niche men's sports. But I think there's also, if that were to happen, a solution. So we'll get into that. We'll also get into just the concept and culture of transferring and what, and what is happening right now across uh, all of college sports. And also name, image, and likeness. It's about to become a rule. How is this going to affect the game? How is this going to affect recruiting? How much is too much? If you're getting billboards for you know hundreds of thousands of dollars as an 18-year-old to go to make a commitment out of school, I don't know. How much is too much? We'll get into that as well. I just want NCAA to come back. You do? The game. The, the football game. The, the video the, game. Yeah, the video game. Okay, okay. Thank you, Ed O'Bannon. <laughs> also talk a little bit of cat football. I want, I want to get Regime's perspective because he's over here. He's doing a lot of stuff with the youth here in Missoula and uh, obviously following the Grizz because he's in Missoula. But um, maybe not a lot of perspective on the, on the Bobcats, but I want to get his perspective and, and maybe share some of mine as well as the Bobcat spring game approaches. And then finally, Terrence Clark, a, a potential lottery pick from Kentucky, uh, 19 years old, died in a car wreck last night. And this one sent chills down my spine. I had not really followed Kentucky that much this year. They were not great. No. But I had just started listening to this podcast that I was going to share with you called Death at the Wing. And it's all about the wing position in basketball in the NBA in the 1970s and the 1980s. And what happened to the guys that played those positions, particularly the charismatic black men that played those positions, so many of them got caught up in drugs during that time mm-hmm. in the NBA. So many of them mm-hmm. couldn't break through into mainstream culture because the ABA and the NBA had not merged yet. The no. ABA was this black league. The NBA was this white league. When they merged, a lot of these guys were sort of marginalized. How did that affect them? Guys like David Thompson, people say he would have been as good as Michael Jordan, but he 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 got all completely derailed by drugs and party. Michael Ray Richardson from right here, University of Montana. One of my favorite Knicks of all time. He ended up getting suspended from the league forever, expelled from the league because of so many failed drug tests. And those aren't even the ones that died. You have Len Bias getting drafted, number two overall by the Celtics, and then overdosing on cocaine. So it sent chills down my spine to think that uh, this is a completely separate circumstance. Terrence Clark, not obviously not involved with drugs or anything like that, just right. a tragic accident. But it's just amazing that I just started listening to this podcast about Death at the Wing, and this guy is supposed to be one of the next great wings. Uh, it was just a, a strange confluence of events. Mm. But either way, we'll get into that as well. Nuana is now 1029 ESPN Missoula. SWX Montana TV. Let's talk villains. Because I've been I've been thinking about this a lot lately. I used to love baseball. I'm trying to get back into it. But one of my favorite parts about baseball, and one of some of my favorite baseball players were the I don't give a hell villains. Like the guys like Barry. I mean, Barry Bonds never cared that no one liked him. Barry Bonds was just strutting around, yeah. never talking to the media, yeah. being just not being a uh, cool dude at all, ever. Yeah. And I, I love that. Albert Bell, I mean, guys like that. So there's so many great villains in sports. But I guess the, the impetus of this conversation is this. Yes, my friend. I, I think that 
we have guys right now that are sort of quote unquote villainized in sports that aren't necessarily necessarily the caricature of a villain. In other words, LeBron James has been villainized. I think LeBron James is polarizing. A lot of people love him. He's obviously beloved, but he's also uh, widely hated. And yeah. that's and that's pretty much every superstar, right? But I don't think that there's like the archetype of the villain as much anymore. No, I, I think that LeBron is villainized, but he's not vilified. If if that if that makes sense to you and to the everyone else out there. Um, the villain I miss like that just that that like every team had an enforcer you had that nasty guy that for you sure ha- that you had to kind of look out for um I think society has changed I think that true um people don't want the villain people don't want the tough guy they want you know kumbaya would sit around hold hands and, and make candle and soap but the villain is so necessary because as you used the word earlier it polarizes the angel of the team it polarizes the dude or 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 that girl of that team and having that balance of 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 uh the nice kid and and then and, the, and then the rotten apple Dennis Rodman one of my favorite villains of all time exactly you need that the entertaining aspect of it alone like i i actually have a top 10 list brother and i would love to see if my top 10 equate anywhere near to your top 10. And I, I included all sports, too. I got so excited to roll down this train. We're going to have to circle back around just for one second because you said rotten apple, and then I thought of your rotting foot, and you have to tell the story really quick, dude. Bro. I already teased it to dude. the people. Regime got himself in a situation. This is this is bad. This it, is honestly, this is really bad. All right, so the villain of my life right now is my right foot. Doing some stuff around the house, got bit by a hobo spider, the bite turns infected, infection goes to necrosis, or ne- goes necrotic, which means it's rotting, it's dead, yes, I said it, and uh, had some surgery today to remove it, I just showed you the picture, I have a hole, a hole, the size of like two quarters on my foot, and it's about a half an inch deep, and it's it's, it's pretty gnarly. I. I don't. I don't even think I can convey the way that makes me feel via the radio or even on a television broadcast. There's every way that you could think of to inflict pain on a person. I would rather have than what you have right now. That is my nightmare. It's my nightmare. There are two people in my life that I could totally do without, <laughs> but I would never wish them on oh. those two. I would never wish this oh. on those two people. That's how oh. bad this is. Man. Okay. So we're going to keep checking this each week because you're going to heal up. It's going to be just fine. Oh, God. But man, what a deal. Bum deal. <sighs> oh. I can't even believe it. It is what it is. Check your house for hobo spiders. <laughs> I'm not one to really advocate for chemical spread, but if you need to get fumigated to save your foot, you should. I promise you definitely should. It's definitely going to be worth it. Okay, back to the greatest villains in sports. Hit me with your list because I, I I have mine sort of in the, in my head. But tell me, and, tell and me I, I, one one thing first. Go for it. Do you like professional wrestling? You, it has its place. Okay. I I I grew up liking it. A lot of my family um, is from the south, so wrestling was um, a very big thing for those for those relatives. But I, it's just not my thing. It's not my thing. But I can see how fun and the entertainment you know entertaining aspect. That, that it has. And that's one of the things I think when you're when you're coming up on it as a little kid, it's such a defined good and evil, right? You know totally. that you know <laughs> yeah. that Hulk Hogan's the good guy and totally. you know, the Undertaker's the bad guy or whatever. Yeah. And and so it, it sort of defines it. But I've always thought of those sort of archetypes as, as the the archetypes. And I guess that that's that's the point, is that there's always the heel in wrestling, the guy who who his character is to be hated. Everybody hates him. He Got gets it. the crowd going, you yeah, know. Absolutely. The Roddy Pipers of the world. 
there used to be guys like that in all across sports, guys oh. that relished in being hated. And oh, it seems absolutely. as if guys now, ironically, way more guys that shouldn't be hated are hated because guys now don't embrace the archetype of the heel. They don't want to be hated. Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook would be the greatest heel. He's he's my my favorite non-villain villain in the NBA. Right. I mean, look at Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. He, he's a non-villain villain. Carmelo Anthony. Stephen Curry somehow. I guess Steph, Steph Moore has haters. He's not actually villain. Yeah, he's he's got a lot. He of just haters. has people that that talk about how he's not as good as as what he is. He is as good as as he is, and people th- try to demean that. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's his display and affect that people want. He has that Eli Manning affect. Like people want more of him outside of his game. Here's one that 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 uh, does fit the heel mode that is in modern sports that actually makes me smile. <laughs> Bobby Houck. Ooh. That's, I like that. That's funny. I have a Bobby Houck, I have right? a Bobby on my list. Bobby Houck likes to to stir the pot. He likes I to like be hated. I, I mean, like after it. the Portland State win, he, he was asked, are you, do you regret not playing the spring season? No. What do you think of the legitimacy of the spring season that's going right now? It doesn't matter. Montana's not in it. He's, he's He plays the role of a villain so well. He even said it in his post game with Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz, who, by the way, will return, make his illustrious return. He's been off for weeks. Not as if I pay him an absorbent amount of money and mostly just gift cards and free coffee. But regardless, <laughs> Riley will be back on Monday. But Bobby Houck said on Riley Corcoran's uh, post game interview after the Portland State game that I hope everybody around the league is. Uh, watching that the evil empire from the north is back. That's basically what he said, and it's just classic. I, I just I think that Coach Houck's tactics. I think it annoys a lot of people. Uh, I think he gets under the skin of everybody that's not a Montana fan, and I think that's the whole point. Dude, people don't understand the villain is a is a great character. The villain is you need the villain. Star Wars isn't Star Wars without Darth Vader. Like th- that's my best example. Othello isn't Othello without Iago. You know, Macbeth isn't Macbeth without Lady Macbeth. Like, you need to have villains. Villains are your balance to your story. They round you out. And sometimes they're the, they're the more beloved character. By the way, shout out to our guy, Kevin. He's listening in. He was the one that actually prompted me with the, the Bobby Houck idea. Maybe I'll see you in Bozeman tomorrow, buddy. Um, wanna, uh, I, yes, I, I want your list. Nuanas now. One two nine ESPN Missoula Regime. Seabrook with me, Coulter Nuanas. What do you got, Regime? All right. No particular order because a villain is a villain is a villain, right? Number one, though, my number one agitator of all time, Ty Domi. Wow. He, his whole 18-year career was just to be an enforcer. Like, you didn't score points. You didn't play defense. You just went out and you were paid to hurt people. I remember one time watching a Rangers game. A fan is heckling him. He's already in the penalty box for fighting. He jumps out of the penalty box, climbs the wall, and then starts fighting the fan in the stands. Instant villain. Well, I know the best part about him, he's like five foot seven, five foot nothing. He's like five seven, two hundred twenty five pounds, just like a little stocky bulldog. Yeah, uh, amazing. I did. I didn't even consider the hockey angle, but there actually is still some, still some great villains in hockey. Oh yeah, those they just don't market their guys well enough. It's the same thing in baseball, man. Uh, it drives me nuts. And, and the NBA does such a good job marketing their guys that then you get to this weird phenomenon where these guys have haters no matter what they do because they're just so. Saturated, right? Oh, They're just so absolutely, close. absolutely. So going down the list, number two, A Rod. A Rod's a good one. A, no one likes A Rod. J Lo doesn't even like A Rod anymore. <laughs> number three, Dwight Howard. Ooh, all right. Number four. So my- time out. We gotta stop on Dwight Howard. I think Dwight Howard is one of the most fascinating case studies in 
all of sports. Because Dwight Howard is, in some ways, very appealing. Very, It seems like a, a cheerful guy. Mm-hmm. He's incredibly gifted. Very. But he's also, I mean, I can't think of a guy who's a who's a first ballot Hall of Famer, and that, and there's no argument. Mm-hmm. Dwight Howard is a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's, yep. he's one of the greatest defensive players and one of the greatest rebounders in the history of the NBA, even if he underachieved for the second two-thirds of his career. He's a Hall of Famer. But how many Hall of Famers, former All-Stars, former MVP runner-ups? I mean, he was a runner-up for the MVP two years in a row. Went to the finals one year. How many of those guys then go get traded by seven teams in seven years? Especially when you're a big guy. So what's the disconnect? What's what's his thing? Why is it why is he so expendable? Because he's himself, man. Like he's just his persona started outliving his talent pool. And 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 some of his past transgressions just caught up with him. Well, and his his immaturity never caught up with his persona either. No. You can't act like the the gleeful kid who's eating candy and you're like seventeen years old when you're twenty two. And he was in the league for four years by the time he was 22, so that's when his prime started to hit. But when you, you're right, when you gotta, when you're gonna go play for the Los Angeles Lakers, one of the most visible professional sports franchises on earth, right. and you're gonna play with Kobe Bryant, mm-hmm. you have to be a professional. Yeah. And I don't think he had the ability or, or even the the maturity to be a professional. No, my dad taught me a really valuable lesson. Um, he goes, never let your ego surpass your talent level. Mm. And, you know, when you're young, you never really understand that. But now I tell that to my athletes. Don't let your ego surpass your talent level. And I think that's exactly what happened was the boy is talented. Dwight Howard's very talented. Like you said, one of the best defensive players, one of the best rebounders of all time. But his ego outlasted his talent. And then the talent couldn't keep up with the ego. And this, and that's why you get bounced around like a bad check. It's true. <laughs> I love it. Who's next? You said Alex Rodriguez is next. So oh, no, I had Ty Domi, A-Rod, Dwight Howard, okay, I, Bobby I, I, Knight. I, 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 Bobby Knight is, is such a good one. Bobby Knight is, is quintessential yes. uh, villain and so, so, so good at it. Oh, yeah. And such a good coach, though, too. I interviewed Bobby Knight. Uh, this would probably would have been circa 2014, I would say. It was when I was still living in Bozeman. And and he's he's an old man now. I mean, he, he's, oh, yeah. he's in his early to mid eighties. Oh yeah, and he is still just as sharp and Firing. witty, and just boom, give it to you no matter what. Unwavering, unbelievable. That's a good one. Patriots, just the Patriots, <laughs> just the Patriots as, as a whole, yeah. just as a whole. And I mean, you can actually break that down into sub series. You can like dislike Brady, you can dislike Belichick, you can dislike Kraft, but when you put that all together and still string it, it's the Patriots. Patriots, one of the most vilified teams. I love it. Um, Barry Bonds, which we touched upon. Barry Bonds is good. Terrell Owens. T.O. is really good. Yep. Um, John Rocker. John Rocker, wow. Is that a good one? That, like that? that is a good one. Uh, those uh, The other guys are uh, <laughs> sort of perpetuating uh, an intended persona, whereas John Rocker is just uh, ignorant. I'm not even. I can't finish. You, the, you, you, you don't have. You don't <laughs> want to pay the FCC today. I feel yeah, you. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And then Dennis Rodman backslash lame beer. Dude, I love them both. Oh, love them. I love the worm. Love Dennis Rodman. What do you think of the departure from from that element of the NBA? Is it a good thing, a bad thing, or just a neutral thing? The, 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 bring bring the, it back. The element of it used to be that right right now. Because of the style of the way the NBA game is played, literally none of those great power forwards, with the exception of maybe Carl Malone and Charles Barkley, but like just their average guys, like the the Dale Davises, the Antonio Davises, the Anthony Masons, the Charles Oakley, Kevin Willis, Kevin Willis, all those guys physically, athletically could certainly play in today's game, but they can't. 
they can't guard the pick and roll and they can't shoot the the pick and pop jump shot. No. And so just because of the style of the game, those guys wouldn't get a chance. Not at all. Is that good or bad for the NBA? I think it's bad because I, I, my problem is no one plays defense. Well, right. No one plays defense, and part of those enforcers, those villains, it. it I don't mind a game being 79 to 68 when I know you earned those 79 points. Like you, you, you might have won the game, but you walked away gimping and limping. Uh, and now it's, it, it's, I call it matador defense. It's like, Ole, I don't want to play. Just get to the <laughs> hole and let's, you know, let's make it look. Yeah, the, the, possess- the possessions are so fast, like they yeah. just trade possessions. Yeah. I'm sure Charles Barkley made such a great point on the Bill Simmons podcast the other day. He was talking specifically about rebounding. He said you can slice and dice every element of the game. Okay, this guy could do this, but he couldn't do this. And we're comparing and contrasting eras, all that. But like Barkley was saying, he's like, the rebounding is the thing that kills me. If you are playing in the front court, you go get 10 rebounds. You have to. If you're an elite rebounder, you go get 14. But you got to get 10. And he's always going through box scores like, Christos Porzingis, how are you seven feet tall? You get five rebounds. It's a it's a valid criticism though, because like Barkley said, this is an amazing statistic. Charles Barkley had at least ten rebounds in every single NBA game for his first eight seasons in a row. And he was little. People don't realize Chuck wasn't big. All effort. All effort and hustle. All, all effort. What do you think of Barkley as a potential villain? Because he was kind of both, right? He was a man of the people, but also he was like barking at Michael Jordan all the time. The only guy that really ever Approached Jordan in that you know that one two year span. His what happened with what happened with Chuck was when he went from Philly to Phoenix, things changed. Like he became more love. He became lovable. Like you hated him and sure. you love him. Sort of like Sha- the way Shaquille O'Neal. Like you hated him just because he was so bold, so brash, so ahead right. of his time. And then you fell in love. Like I love Chuck Barkley. Well, he also people that's for, a good one. People forget too that those Sixers teams. They purely just had the, the the misfortune of playing at the exact same time as one of the greatest eras in Celtics history when Larry Bird was there, the greatest era in Detroit Pistons history, and then also Michael Jordan's in the mix. He hasn't quite reached the mountaintop yet, but those and with, the, and with the Knicks because Patrick Ewing was Knicks, coming up. The Knicks, like, the Knicks that, were that good. Whole, that whole the Knicks Bermuda were good, but, you, but like almost any other era in NBA history, if you got Moses Malone and Mo Cheeks and. Andrew Tony and Julius Irving and Charles Barkley. And I know that Moses was kind of on his way out by the time that Barkley hit his peak. But if you got those dudes, I mean, if you got Dr. J, Charles Barkley, and Moses Blow on the same team, I mean, that's three of the top 25 players of all time on one, one team. team. And then you also got enforcers and role players like Andrew <laughs> Tony. I mean, the fact that those guys only won one is actually crazy. Sad. It's actually sad. It's right? really, I agree. Like, super sad. Super, super sad. But that's like, that's the NBA in a nutshell, though, right? I mean, you could be so good and then never break through, right? Like, what? What if what if the Oklahoma City Thunder would, just would have won one when when all those guys were young? Like if they just would have won that finals when KD and Russell Westbrook and James Harden were all early twenties. That's how every team in the East felt in the nineties. For was, sure, it was Michael Jordan, the Jordan. For sure, yeah, no question. Okay, th- these villains are good. Okay, here's uh, my here's my. Oh, oh you, got, me, you got, got one got more, one more, one more. Number ten. Tanya Harding. Oh, my gosh. Shout out to our, our, <laughs> our great uh, den mother, Becky, because she texted that one in. She wanted that For one. Real? Yep. And so yeah, you guys, Beck. Are, you guys are soulmates on that one. Um, Tanya Harding. How could you? Such a, it's such an off-the-wall story <laughs> that it's not even... It's, 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 it's so easy to say that it will never happen again because how, how is that even possible? It was straight up like Jerry Springer in the Olympics. Oh, it was it was it was professional wrestling, Jerry Springer, Aquanet, 
and a lead pipe. Well, for those that don't know what we're talking about, this is in the early 1990s. I think it was before the 1992 Olympics. Is that yes. right? In Lilyhammer, maybe. Uh, Nancy Kerrigan is like the darling of, of American figure skating. Tanya Harding is this super technical, super athletic. Uh, and I mean, I, I'm just speaking from the documentary. The narrative was that Nancy Kerrigan was was way more elegant and beautiful, where Tanya Harding was way more talented. Well, this results in Tanya Harding basically hiring a Jeff hitman, Galuli. A, a hitman to hit her, hit take a lead pipe or some sort of apparatus to. <laughs> Nancy Kerrigan's legs. It was, uh, this was either right before the U.S. Olympic trials or right before the Olympic Games. I can't remember which. But, so again, such an anomaly. Uh, that's a great one. That, that's a great one to end on. Okay, quickly, because we do have to get out, uh, Renee Naselrod, who's going to talk about fitness on the local level, especially during weird and strange times with us. She's here, so she'll join us here in about five minutes. But just quickly, my list. I, I mine's, mine's baseball heavy. Oh. I got Dwight Gooden. The doctor, Dr. Ooh, K. Oh, boy. That's a good one. And his running mate, Daryl Strawberry. Daryl Strawberry, 4-4. Four, four. I mean, you're, from, you're from that area. People don't realize, like, that phenomenon with the Mets and how big those guys... I mean, those guys were... They're, I mean, right? They're the kings of New York City, right? Mid-1980s, before they kind of went off the rails, they were literally the kings of New York City, right? They, were, they went off the rails because half the team was on the rails, that's if you know what I'm that's saying. That's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> the stories of those teams are crazy. Oh, buddy, I have some stories. My uncle, my great-uncle, was one of the janitors at Shea Stadium during those times. Oh, my gosh. And I the, can't even imagine. And the stuff the boys left behind... I don't. That's another story for another. One hundred percent. I also got Albert Bell, <laughs> who was my favorite Cleveland Indian of all time. That's a good one. Love Albert Bell. Roberto Alomar. Albert Bell and Roberto Alomar uh, had the the incident where Alomar. Or no, let's see. Albert Bell slid into second base, spikes up, and uh, Roberto Alomar spits in his face, and then they get in a brawl. That was a classic moment in mid nineteen nineties baseball history. Okay, I also got. I think uh, probably resoundingly the greatest villain in college basketball history, Christian Leitner. That's a good one. Have you seen Why I Hate Christian Leitner? The yeah, it gave me five more reasons to hate him. Oh, my gosh. What a documentary. It was, it was, re- I almost, it was really I, good. I felt sorry for him for like three minutes into that documentary, and then the hate came right back. And then my last one, my number one, probably one of my favorite athletes of all time, period, and I loved that he was controversial. I, I never really understood why he was as controversial as he was, because he mostly just didn't give a care. That was it. That was why he was kind of controversial. But he wasn't like Terrell Owens, who was just straight jabbing all the time. He wasn't like Chad Johnson trying to build this brand. It's Randy Moss. Oh, I was like, there's only one other one. It's got to be Randy. It, it, it was almost like he was so low effort that it made people dislike him. But he really didn't have, you know, he doesn't have the iconic sit-ups in the driveway or show me the money or, you know. Future Hall of Famer wearing jacket. Wearing the jacket. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, he doesn't do any of that. He just scores touchdowns and just doesn't care. Yeah, and takes, you know, 30% of his plays off. And still and has still the second most out. touchdowns in the history of the NFL. As Unbelievable. Nuan is now 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Statewide Television, SWX Montana TV. Regime Seabrook joining me, Coulter Nuanez in studio. Renee Naselrod, she is a uh, local coach and fitness trainer. She is uh, the new owner of VTRX Fitness. She's going to come in and talk to us a little bit just about health and staying fit and the importance of it in general, but also during strange times, which, by the way, maybe we're on the way out of, but regardless, it'll be a good conversation, so keep it right here on Nuanas Now. 
Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Me and Eric being a nice big plate of fish, which is my favorite dish. But without no money, it's still a wish. Cause I don't like to dream about getting paid. So I dig into the books of the rhymes that I made. So now to test to see if I got pulled. Hit the studio, cause I'm paid. So this is why this is why you're the best, man, because I can curate the playlist for you. And then we can get you to rap live on the radio all around the state of Montana. What a deal. <laughs> Son, I'm all out of the immortal words of Master P, I'm about about it. We got all so, go. we got all sorts of East Coast angles for you today too. I mean, because we we led with with uh, all around the world with Tupac. That was back in the day when he was still an East Coast guy. People maybe don't don't know that. People, yeah, he his he first three albums was East Coast, right? And then he went to the West Coast. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. we're gonna keep we're gonna keep rolling these out because this Let's is gonna go. be fun. Let's go. This is gonna be fun. But first. We have to welcome in now. We can say new friend of the show because she's already here. She's already friends with Regime. And now she's a friend of mine too, Renee Nasalwood Vertex Fitness. Nasal Rod. Nasal Rod. I'm sorry. sorry. I'm too, sorry. Too pretty of a lady to I know, friend. I know. Nasal Rod. <laughs> Renee, either way, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. So Regime was talking to me, and we were talking just about the need uh, and, and necessity for fitness during all times, but, but especially these times. And yeah, I mean, I hadn't seen Regime through all of COVID, probably a year, uh, until you mm-hmm. came in a couple of Fridays ago and you're looking all lean, mean. So we were just talking about, you know, keeping the mind right by keeping the body right. So you have now acquired a gym here in Missoula in the last, what, six to eight months, right? Yeah, jumped in in August. I bought it. So what a time to, yes. to, jump, <laughs> to jump in and do it. Well, Bradley, just talk about the, the need for fitness and exercise at all times, but particularly these times. Oh, absolutely. I mean, when COVID was a huge wake-up call for all of us, I mean, it affected people that were obese, had underlying health conditions, and really it, um, when COVID hit, it was an opportunity was presented to me and I thought, oh my gosh, health and fitness is what's going to bring us through this. Mm-hmm. I mean, health is fitness has always been a part of me. I was an athlete, and I really enjoyed what my body could do. And as I've gotten older, I've learned a lot more about immunity and what mm-hmm. we can do ourselves by what we eat, what we do, and all that. And also the stress that came up with COVID. Oh my gosh! I mean, the mental um, stress. We added yoga classes at the gym, um, several more yoga classes because also the mental part of um, COVID really put a lot of stress on us. And so I think you know, you come in to the gym, you blow off steam, and I mean, it's a huge facility, and so you can socially distance, and also you can see people. Even though you're at a distance, you can see people and get that energy. Hundred percent. We've been talking about this a lot. I've done. I've, I've done. I mean, because of my role as an interviewer and a journalist, mm-hmm. I have just spent hours and hours a week on Zoom. And we were talking about that. Even if you can see the person and look them in the eyes and everything, you can't feel their spirit no. or their energy. Mm-hmm. No. And so when you get done with the Zooms all day, it's like 
It's you're empty. so exhausted. You right. you have no yeah. you have yeah. no soul inside of you. It's yeah. so weird. So it's true. Just just being around other people that are even just engaging in exercise, you can feel the energy around you, right? Wow, you can feel the energy, and also you can learn a lot. You can learn a lot. You watch somebody do a particular move, or you watch them um, do a new lift, and it challenges you. I mean, it. We all have that ability to look at something and feel it, what it's going to feel like for myself. And I mean, even with sports, we go back to sports when we were all kids, right? We all participated and somebody did, you know, they ran faster, they jumped higher, they did anything like that. It's competition, but it's mm-hmm. also, I mean, it, it changes where we set our own boundaries and our own limitations. And it shows us what our bodies can do. Our bodies are incredible machines. Mm-hmm. And if we take care of them, they'll take care of us. This day and age, yes. there are a lot of challenges, right? We, we we live in a COVID world. People are scared. People are paranoid. How is Vertex helping people overcome some of their fears, let alone COVID, but just some of their apprehension? New gyms, people like to, you know, peacock. How How is Vertex different than any other gym in Missoula? Oh, my gosh. Um, that's a good question. Is how are we different? I'm not really sure how we're different, but I can tell you what we do is when you walk into the building, um, you're greeted. And you're walked through on a tour where you're shown all these different rooms that you can work out in. So if you're a person that doesn't want to work out in the middle of a big, huge facility, we've got spaces where you can go be a little bit more private. You know, when you come into the gym, if you haven't lifted weights in a long time, you don't necessarily want to be in, you know, center, center stage. And we have areas to go. And we also have a lot of personal trainers. We have also group classes and small group classes. We have introduction classes. So when you come into the facility, there is one, there is a place where you can go whatever level you're at. And then you can build on that. And then there's also, I mean, like I said, we have personal training and trainers get into being a personal trainer because they love people. They're passionate about fitness and they want to help. And I've been lucky to get re- four really, really top trainers and they've been working with people now and they're full. I mean, we've had competitions within the um, community to gain lean muscle and lose body fat. And the people that work with the trainers had the most success. And I mean, as far as coming into the building, I would say it's just really welcoming Hmm. And we have a lot of classes that people can find their place within Vertex. Hmm. You said such an interesting thing there, too, when you're talking about nurturing your inner athlete. I think that uh, people that grow up with athletic backgrounds like like we all did, you reach this point in your life then where you can't compete at as, at as high of a level just because of circumstance. Maybe you right. physically still can, but like I can't go play a football game. I know I could go. You you played for the for the Raptors, right? I and found the fe- it. Right, right. So <laughs> yeah. so so that but that was a unique sort of th- well not unique but a rare thing for right, right. you know guys in their thirties and forties to be able to play organized eleven on eleven tackle football. It's you know it's not that I, there's no fast pitch baseball league I can go play in. Right. You can't play pickup hoops a little bit, but regardless, I think a lot of people kind of hit this the ceiling because for so long pushing yourself and training super hard was rewarded then in uh, the accolades of, of athletic accomplishment, right. winning with your team, winning on an individual level, like you were saying, running faster, or jumping higher than somebody. So how do you go about then replacing that as you get to your adult years? Because it seems like that's kind of what you're trying to get at with the Nurture Your Inner Athlete with right. Vertex, right? Right. When we came up with Nurture Your Inner Athlete, we all have that. But it brings us back, just by listening to the tagline, it brings you back to that point when we were in sports, you know, and you have the camaraderie, you have the team, you have the energy, you have the competition. And so we wanted to bring people back to remember that place where they had 
they felt that athletic ability inside of them mm-hmm. and then bring it to the level where they're at i mean why there's no reason to stop working out there's no reason to stop pushing the body physically just because we're getting older it means we have to even do it more sometimes we also have to take care of ourselves nutritionally we have to put in our bodies really good high quality food and that's something that we're doing at the apex bistro and so if you put in really good food you have activity you get the energy from everybody else working out in the gym or from a a call excuse me a class that's what we're talking about nurture your inner athlete and remove the boundaries and those limitations that we set on ourselves just because we're getting older she nailed it. I don't have any, I, 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 like following up with that is like coming on stage after the Beatles go off, right? Like I just, I just can't follow up. I just want to talk about the fact that the 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 gym is a great thing. But what I love is the other day I'm passing by. I'm gonna go see a client, which is right behind your building, and the smells that came out of there. Usually when you you think about a gym, you don't think about food. It's like you're trying to burn food off in the gym, but then these wonderful, wonderful, wonderful smells are coming out of there. Can you talk to us a little bit about Apex and what that's all about? Oh yeah, Apex Bistro. Okay, so to give you a little idea, Vertex Fitness, Vertex is the intersection of two lines, a meeting place. And so we're the intersection of health and fitness. Hmm. And that um, intersection is at the apex. So it's at the top, it's at the pinnacle. And so we chose to use Apex Bistro because really wellness and nutrition go hand in hand together. And so we've brought in, um, we have all superfood um, smoothies. We have smoothie bowls. We had all curated by a raw foodist. So she's really good with putting together foods that taste really good. We call them craveable. We also have um, trout toast, avocado toast, and prosciutto. And then we have um, some of the local favorites. We have uh, Market on Front burritos. I mean, so we have grab and go for that. And we also have a food truck that comes twice a week. So there's some healthy parts and then you can get a little bit because the life is about balance. We mm. also have a um, beer and wine license because sports mm. are social. Sports are social. Um, working out is social and we want people to come together. And if you want to enjoy a beer after workout, great. If you want to come in, you don't have to be a member to come into the Apex Bistro. We've got an incredible roof deck and I when I first went up there, the, um, when Dallas was showing me the building, I was like, this place has to be shared with Missoula. And so mm. we went ahead and developed our menu and added a beer and wine license so people can enjoy the rooftop. Well, she mentions Dallas. That's former uh, Grizz Dallas Neal, longtime NFL guy. A guy that was yep. a friend of the show, swung by from time to time to talk about sports. I got to ask you this because I heard, I used to know, uh, I well, so I used to, well, dabble. I shouldn't say I was very into it, but I used to be a fr- like on the fringe of bodybuilding and powerlifting. But I okay. used to be around a lot of guys that used to do that. There was this weird trend in bodybuilding for a moment okay. of not drinking your beer after you work out. No, you drink your beer before you work out. <laughs> These guys, they thought it was a science. They say, they said 20 ounces of beer. That's the, that's the, uh, the, the money spot because okay. it's going to give you a little bit of a rush, some sugar, some carbs, whatever. And then they would go pump iron until they ran out of energy. It was such a weird phenomenon. Oh, that is weird phenomenon. I can't exactly endorse that. I don't know anything <laughs> yeah. about it, but you know. <laughs> Super funny though, right? Yeah, I can definitely That's say odd. beer at times is, you know, beer tastes good. <laughs> Not before workout. I, 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 it, that's when I get outworked at that point. Yeah, no, thank you. Well, Renee, this is great. Thank you so much for swinging by. It's very interesting because I think it is uh, so, something that's maybe gotten lost in these weird times, but take care of yourself. You can do it in a variety of different ways. And thanks so much for coming in and uh, we'll certainly touch base with you soon because this is very interesting so thank you so much for being here thank you Nuana is now 1029 ESPN Missoula statewide television SWX Montana TV Regime Seabrooks here with me Coulter Nuana we got our student of the week coming up and a couple other things as well so stick it right here 1029 ESPN Missoula
After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual. But it's not the usual at all. At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting, to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. Grab them in the biscuits. Also told you that I like to bite. Well, yeah, I guess it's obvious. I also like to write. All you had to do was give Humpty a chance, and now I'm gonna do my dance. The R.I.P. Shock G, Digital Underground MC, the main guy right there on the Humpty dance. Sad. Sad. He passed away today. Fifty-seven. That's two, you've been here two out of the last three Fridays, and we were talking DMX last time and Shock G this time. Both gone too soon. I, I, I hope next Friday doesn't make it a hat trick. Like No kidding. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. It's kind of sad. It's definitely sad. What's your favorite Tupac album? All Eyes on Me. Hands down. And I'm not the biggest Pac fan. You're not? No, man. What? I'm Why? Not the, Buddy, I was I was I was all about Dela and Tribe okay. Called Quest. Okay, okay. The far side, Diggle okay. Planets. I was more on that on more on that vibe. Most Def, most definitely. Like that's my dude. Like I was more on that vibe. I was not that's, on the West Coast what, vibe. Was, uh, well, that's but Tupac's first albums weren't West Coast though. That's the thing. All eyes on me was like that's just people just forget people forget the the Wild West story that that was. You know, Tup, Tupac goes to jail. He can't post bond. Suge Knight bails him out and makes him sign a three-record deal. So Pac says, I'm cutting a double disc to get out of this thing quicker. Quicker. And then throws together a greatest hits that, you know, <laughs> but then ironically dies right after that. So it was like, ooh, what's the what's the symbolism here? That's that's surprising to me that you don't like Pac as much. Not as, no, man. I just, just wasn't... Huh. I just I like what Pac was about. Mm-hmm. I just didn't like all his music. Not all of his music was that good. Like, hmm. and I get tired of that voice. Like, it just like there there wasn't a lot of variance with him. Uh, that's true. But his like, if you read his lyrics, it's poetry. Poetry, poetry man. is it's poetry. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So so are those old school guys. By the way, it's Nuana's now one hundred two ESPN Missoula. We're getting totally derailed. Regime Seabrook. We're good at in that. studio with me, Coulter Nuana's. You're also maybe watching SWX Montana TV. Um, so, are those, who are your favorites then? Of all time? Yeah. Like hip hop artists? Yeah. Are you a Wu Tang guy? Definitely a Wu Tang guy. Have you guy. watched the new Wu Tang documentary? Son, what is that about? What? It's, it's so, so good. good. It's so good. No, yeah. Wu Tang, Jinx, you owe me something. That was great. I felt like I was in sixth grade. No, with it you was right so there. good, dude. No, like Wu Tang is up there. Tribe Call Quest. Daylaw's my favorite of all time. It, for real? Yeah. Okay, like, you need to get me on some because I'm, I'm only loosely experienced. Yeah. I, I, I know, you know. The top five Stay Lost Soul songs, if you played them, I would be able to say that that's who it is. But I have not consumed the albums or anything like that. Gotcha. Big Mos Def and Talib. Okay. Like, big. I love Mos Def. Like, Dude, if Talib Kule ever comes back here, you're, my, you're my date. I went let's with I went with Tutel, Top Hat, a couple years ago. I'd be a better date than Tutel well, for of that. Course, Trust dude. me. Ryan's so brutal to go to concerts with because all he wants to do is mosh pit the whole time. 
He can't just calm down. Oh, Sergeant Stanky Leg. <laughs> <laughs> We're thinking about implementing a uh, where in the world is is Gus Tutel. <laughs> we'll keep you we'll keep you apprised of that. But we don't have any more time for that. We have to go uh, and do this. It's the Mattress Firm Student of the Week. This is actually the last one that we are uh, going to ex- accept nominations for. But we will have Mattress Firm Student of the Weeks on here on Nuanas now. Uh, for the next month, all the way until the end of high school sports, the the last week of May. So I've got about half a dozen student of the weeks from from the last uh, academic semester to catch up with. So uh, stay tuned for that. We'll have you now for the latest installment of our Mattress Firm Student of the Week. We do these each week, but I've been playing a little bit of catch up because we've been pretty busy around here. But this week's student of the week, Faith Manabusen. She is a senior at Helena High, an outstanding softball player and a great member of her community as well. Faith, congratulations on your award. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. So first of all, let's talk the sporting angle of this. Let's talk about softball. Have you been playing softball your whole life, and and what do you love about the sport? Yeah, I started playing softball since I was in second grade, and I think for me, I love the sport because it's something my dad and I connected with, and just practicing with my team, it's just really fun to go out there and play. Pitching itself is such a discipline, too, right? Because, I mean, a lot of fun, you control the game in a lot of ways, but also you have to practice pretty much constantly to reach a high level and be a varsity pitcher. So um, what, what, what do you like about just the discipline of it and, and sort of uh, honing your craft like you have to as a pitcher? Well, pitching, I think, is super tough just mentally because you can easily get down if you're not doing too well. But the biggest thing that I like about it is when – someone hits like a hard ground ball off me or pop by and my teammates make those amazing plays or catches. Like it just makes me know that they have my back. So that's definitely the best part. Is your dad who taught you how to pitch? No, I, I I actually had a pitching coach, but he always wanted to pitch with me outside every single day. And he was very, he loved that I pitched. Yeah. I mean, it takes, it takes a lot of effort for sure. And a lot of times you do have to have a, a specialized coach. I mean, how much, how often do you think you've practiced on average to, to get to the point to be as good as you are? Probably like every day for like maybe like 30 minutes at the least. And I always had a couple pitching practices with my pitching coach during the week, but my dad and I would always go out like in our backyard and pitch when it was like nice outside, or we would like try to go to a gym and pitch inside like during the winters. Faith Manabusen joining us. She is a senior at Helena High, senior pitcher for the Helena High softball team. What's on the uh, What's in the future for you right now as far as just your team? I mean, how, how has Helena High been doing so far in softball? And, and what's next? You guys got to be getting pretty close to divisionals, the state tournament, and all that stuff. Yeah, we, we've had a couple games so far, and we've been doing pretty good. There's some games that we didn't do too well in that I think we could have done better in, but I think right now we're just starting to begin. Like our team is really coming, like becoming closer, and we're starting to understand how each other plays. So I think we're going to do really good for state and divisionals. Such a strange circumstance these last couple of years, and I feel like you being a senior this year, a much better circumstance than maybe the, the girls that were seniors last year. So, um, what was it like having to miss basically the ent- your entire junior year and and how much appreciation does that give you for now your senior year being able to play this spring? It was really tough because junior year we were practicing, getting ready, like morning workouts and everything. 
and then right the day of tryouts, we couldn't have a season. So that was pretty tough not to play. But uh, this year, I feel like I definitely have a different perspective on everything. Now I just, I really love the time at practice and with my teammates. And I feel like everyone on our team realizes, like, how time can be taken from you so easily. So now when we're out practicing on the field, we really enjoy every minute and practice as hard as we can. So I think I think it was good in a sense that we had a realization, but it also definitely was not good that the seniors last year didn't get a year. Tell us about some of the things you've been doing in your community. I know you've been involved with some uh, volunteer work and also coaching some young kids. So what sort of things have you been doing off the softball field? Yeah, I was um, in National Honor Society in Link Crew, so we did a lot of volunteer hours for that, and it was really fun. I like tie-dyed shirts with kids, and during school I was in peer mentoring, so I would go to like an elementary school during fourth period and like help out with like math and tutoring, and it's just it's fun for me because I want to be a therapist, um, like go study therapy and stuff like that. So I think it's good for me to be able to talk to kids and help them out. And so that's why I like doing it. Does it feel like it, make it makes you a better softball player, too? It seems like co- sometimes coaching can also teach yourself some certain things as well. Oh, yeah, I think so. Especially, like, just with little girls, I think, like, helping them learn different skills and stuff, it makes me, even, like, when I'm, like, tossing them grounders, it makes me remember little like mechanics that I need to use too. So it's kind of a reminder for me and a reminder like why I started. Absolutely. Faith Manabusin joining us. She's the student of the week, mattress firm student of the week. What's up this weekend? Do you guys have uh, games this weekend at Helena High? Yeah, we have, we have two games tomorrow at 11 and one and their home games against the two Missoula teams. So that should be exciting. And we have, our pregame practice today. Yeah, I love it. Congratulations again on your award, Faith. Thanks so much for joining us here on Nuanas Now, and best of luck with your future. Thank you. Student of the Weeks, coming at you hard. The nomination's now closed, but you want to go vote, go to mattressfirm.com backslash students, and you can find all the great nominees there. Mattress Firm will award a $3,000 scholarship to the Student of the Year at the end of this academic school year. Hour one in the books, hour two coming at you hot. What's the scariest part about the fracturing or potential autonomy of the Power Five conferences? What if the NCAA tournament existed solely based on the individual budgets of men's basketball programs? What happens when the rest of the Power Five splits off and everything like they've already done in football? What's the legitimacy of playing in the group of five right now in the world of college football? We're going to answer all that and more Right here on Nuanez Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. Keep it right here. Regime Seabrook with me, Coulter Nuanez, back after this. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.